this week on Choice Hacking. Wow, that ferry ride was the first time we've ever been on a boat together. <laughs> Unless you count that time when the goose chased you into the Central Park boat pond. Chris, I need to ask you something. Have you ever been to an Ikea? Do you know what we're walking into? You know what? I like myself. I have good taste in drapes. I wish I died on Iwo Jima and never met you. Whoa. <gasps> what was that? Not us. We are a good team and we have a plan. We're going to go in, get the Kurtz with the birch veneer, and then get out. Then go home and have an amazing night together. Like many couples that have come before them, Liz Lemon and Chris Cross, two characters on the popular comedy show 30 Rock, are experiencing the IKEA relationship test. There's just something about this place that people either love... Can we order lunch from IKEA? ...or they hate. You know what? IKEA tested us. We failed. Just go. But there's one thing you can't deny, that the Swedish retailer has taken over the furniture world. They sold about $14 billion worth of flat-packed, assemble-it-yourself, design-forward furniture in 2020 alone. Every 10 seconds, a set of its famous Billy bookcases are sold. It's been said that 10% of all Europeans are conceived in an IKEA bed. Even their food court, if you compared their revenue against all other food chains, would make them the 10th biggest food retailer on the planet. That's pretty impressive. But did you know, behavioral science and psychology principles are at work everywhere in the IKEA experience. Consciously or not, IKEA are masters of applied behavioral science, and it's helped them become the biggest and the best at what they do. I'm Jennifer Kleinhens, and you're listening to Choice Hacking, a podcast about applying behavioral science and psychology to business, marketing, experience design, and more. Join me today as we examine the psychology and behavioral science principles that helped make IKEA the biggest furniture retailer in the world, and how you can apply some of their strategies to your own business. started, let's give a shout out to the company who helps bring you this podcast, Audible. Since you're enjoying a podcast right now, I'm going to take a guess that you love listening. And maybe if you're like me, you love listening to audiobooks as well as podcasts. Well, now more than ever, audio content is becoming many people's preferred way to learn, connect, and be entertained. If you'd like a free 30-day trial to Audible Plus, just visit choicehacking.com forward slash audible for more. And don't forget, you can get exclusive podcast episodes, ebooks, courses, webinars, and more when you sign up for our free Choice Hacking mailing list. It's simple. Just visit choicehacking.com forward slash subscribe and you'll join thousands and thousands of brilliant people just like you who get access to amazing videos, blog posts, podcasts, and more all about behavioral science and psychology applied to business marketing, customer experience design, and more. That's choicehacking.com forward slash subscribe. Now on to the show. So there's lots of reasons why IKEA has become the world's largest furniture retailer. But today, we're going to talk about a few of the psychology and behavioral science principles that helped them get there, starting appropriately enough with something called the IKEA effect. So the IKEA effect says that people attribute more value to products they've helped create. 
Researchers describe the experiment that gave the IKEA effect its name in this way. Two groups were given IKEA boxes, with one group given fully assembled versions and the other given unassembled boxes, which they were told to put together. The second group, so the ones who assembled their IKEA furniture, were willing to pay much more for their box during the subsequent bidding process than those with pre-assembled boxes. In other words, labor led to love. This type of customer co-creation can be incredibly powerful and inspiring. There's a cottage industry of so-called IKEA hacks, so projects that people create that transform the basic flat-packed furniture into a unique piece of remixed furniture. There's even a group of companies that have turned IKEA remixing into big business. For example, the brand Semi Handmade, all one word, makes custom doors that are compatible with IKEA cabinets. You just have to bolt them on for a unique spin on a cost-efficient kitchen. Just because the IKEA effect is powerful doesn't mean it's not also frustrating. There's actually an entire YouTube channel that dares to document people assembling IKEA furniture under, how should we say, unique influences. It's called, predictably enough, Hi-Kia. Tonight, I'm getting high on shrooms and building furniture from Ikea. It's hard enough putting together Ikea's flat-packed nightmares when you've got your mental capacity working in full force. It could be a maze to get through. I mean, I could start building a coffee table and it turns into a bicycle. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But as in real life, after a few frustrating turns and returns of the tiny Allen wrench, eventually we triumph over that desk, dresser, or coffee table, and all is again right with the world. It's wood. It's metal. You gotta put it together, there's pieces. The interconnectedness of man and nature, self-actualization, self-awareness. understand how the IKEA effect and customer co-creation can impact business performance, consulting firm Iris created something called the Participation Brand Index. According to their research, businesses that encourage co-creation with customers can outperform their competition. For example, investing in the top 20 brands in the index over three years would have seen a 400% higher return than investing in the brands at the bottom of the ranking. Investing in the top 10 brands in the index over three years would yield a return 200% higher than the S&P 500. So that's pretty impressive. If you're looking to apply the IKEA effect and add some customer co-creation into your experience, you can start by looking at some problem or friction areas. So ask yourself if customers can be more involved in the process. Do they feel left out like there's no transparency, control, or participation? If so, that might be the perfect place to consider applying the IKEA effect. Next, let's take a look at IKEA's unique merchandising technique called Bula Bula. So IKEA uses this merchandising approach called Bula Bula to create the impression that an item is cheap. In Bula Bula, a bunch of items are just jumbled and stacked in large bins to create the impression that there are lots of items available. And because there are so many items available, they must be cheap. Often these products are intended to be impulse buys and they're priced cheaply in comparison to the items surrounding them. But why do our brains equate volume and disorder with something cheap? Well, it's down to a combination of two things, the scarcity effect and something called the thrill of novelty. 
So what is the scarcity effect? Well, basically this principle says that humans place a higher value on items that are scarce. We want something more because others clearly wanted it, so we better grab it now before the competition snaps it up. Often scarcity and high demand go hand in hand, which means prices can go up to compensate. A bulla bulla is an example of scarcity at work, but not in the way you'd think. If scarcity means that seeing fewer items means we value them more, then the opposite can be true as well. An abundance of products can signal to customers that this item is more available and therefore should be cheaper. On its own, this roundabout use of scarcity is probably not enough to drive sales. But the bulla bulla technique has another trick up its sleeve. The brand is always changing out these items for something new and exciting, which also helps drive sales. Now, why does this work? Well, it's down to something called the thrill of novelty. So when people discover something unexpected or new, our brain releases dopamine, the same chemical associated with falling in love. That means when you see a bulla bulla stack of new, cute, cheap, plush toys, your brain makes you happy. And this one-two punch of abundance and novelty, anchored next to higher-priced furniture, is what creates that bulla bulla appeal. If you want to apply scarcity and the thrill of novelty to your business, start by asking yourself this. Is there a way to design our experience so that items seem to be available, but only for a limited time? Last, let's talk about the priming power of Swedish meatballs. Now, priming is when our brains call on unconscious connections in response to a stimulus, also called a prime. In other words, what we're exposed to now changes our behavior later. And studies have shown that people can be influenced by all sorts of primes, like brand logos. So for example, they can behave more creatively when they're primed with the Apple logo. When primed with the Disney logo, they're more honest. Other images can help prime behavior as well. For example, studies have shown that women can be primed to feel more confident when giving a speech if they're shown a photo of a powerful woman beforehand. Now, priming is passive, it's subtle, and people aren't aware it's happening. And it can be activated with almost any kind of stimulus. So images, words, smells, light, sound, tasks, touch, or temperature can all unconsciously affect our choices. So what does this all mean for business? What do meatballs have to do with selling furniture? Well, according to the company's research, 30% of its shoppers come to the stores just to eat. In 2017, the company made 2.24 billion US dollars from food sales. That makes them the 10th largest food retailer in the world. The food at Ikea doesn't only have an impact on the bottom line, it also has a priming effect on how customers think, feel, and act in the store. Eating and smelling delicious food primes a state of happiness, and that mood can affect how much customers spend and what they buy. As Gerd Devault, former head of IKEA food operations, told Fast Company, we've always called the meatballs the best sofa seller. When you feed them, they stay longer. They can talk about their potential purchases, and they make a decision without leaving the store. So while your brand might not want to throw its hat in the Swedish meatball ring, consider the moments where you could prepare your customers to buy by influencing their sensory environment or mood. Run a few experiments. You might be surprised. Whether the company knows it or not, IKEA uses psychology to help make their brand more engaging. Interestingly, despite some friction points and some IKEA-specific annoyances, even people who hate the store tend to come back at some point. As Professor Alan Penn, who studies IKEA, put it, there are a lot of people who go to IKEA and don't enjoy it, 
but still seem to keep going back. So although the store experience isn't always the most enjoyable, it's clearly effective, and the numbers bear this out. As we've established, IKEA is the world's largest furniture retailer, and many times have established it's the world's 10th largest food retailer. In 2018, they racked up just under a billion physical store visits, more than 2.5 billion trips to the website, and they generated more than $45 billion worth of sales. By any standard, that's pretty impressive. Now, clearly, their use of psychology and behavioral science is working, and makes a case for other brands to take a look at the ways IKEA has applied these principles. So look at your own customer experience and start to consider, how might we be a little bit more like IKEA? Thank you for listening to the Choice Hacking Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please consider checking out my book, Choice Hacking, available on any major internet book retailer like Amazon, Apple, Kobo, and Google Books, and in audiobook form on Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. And you can even download the first chapter free if you visit choicehacking.com forward slash free chapter. As always, you can find me, Jen Kleinhens, on Twitter at Choice Hacking, or follow Choice Hacking on LinkedIn or Instagram. Until next time. Jap, you can't ignore it. I'm transforming now these cars and planes. I'm always boarding. Just out touring.